Welcome to the OCR Disrupt podcast with your hosts, Nick Day and James Rockley. For those of you that don't want to listen to James and I rambling on for an hour or more about everything to do with OCR, uh, we can be serious as well. And we wanted to bring to you a separate episode, which just contains the interview that took place between myself and Sean Wilde, which is all about the new UK OSF. So if you're interested in everything about the new UK governing body for obstacle course racing, then here it is uh, brought to you in all its glory with none of our usual moaning and whinging that you get at OCR Disrupt. So I hope you enjoy it's uh, sit back relax and uh, let's listen to sean's dulcet tones as he tells us all about the new uk osf uh, welcome sean to the ocr disrupt podcast you're going to tell us a little bit more about yourself and more importantly all about the uh well the new uk osf uh, rather than me trying to give some background to it i might as well leave it to the man who's in the know so sean wild who's joining us today for the first time on the podcast tell us a little bit about your background uh, in ocr and uh, i guess more importantly how you've got involved with the federation so that's the um, united kingdom obstacle sports federation that, you know, that's the name of it. Uh, my background, I've been in, in OCR as an athlete for about five years now. Started in 2014, started properly racing about October 2014. So I missed the first world champs, but I've done the world champs ever since from 15 onwards. I met you then in those, in those days, many years ago. You did. You got a good result in 2015. You beat someone quite famous, I believe. You might as well get it in there while you got a moment. Robert Killian, yeah, yeah, yeah. I left him. I left him floundering on the on the platinum rig, um, which is great. <laughs> Unfortunately, I never beat John Alban. So, but but there you go. But I don't think many people have. Um, yeah, I've 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 done very you know a lot of races. I've uh, these days I tend to do more Spartan than anything. It just suits my my old age and and the fitness levels I'm at is a. And now, fifty-five-year-old athlete, you know. So, for those that don't know you, I mean, I know you pretty well because we've done some adventure racing. Because you're a, a qualified sort of mountain leader. Um, you've obviously you've competed at a very high level at kayaking as well, I believe, if I remember correctly. You've been in the armed forces. Um, you know, you've got a pretty good sporting pedigree behind your OCR background. I think I'll just get that in for you. A little plug for you there, Sean. But we've raced here in Italy. We've done some ultra races together. We've done various mountain level, uh, mountain navigational course races, haven't we? So you've got a really good background that supports your OCR skills. Yeah, yeah. We, we've done a few mountain marathons together. Not particularly successful, but we they were fun, weren't they? Um, yeah, and prior to that, I was... Um, I was um, very much into canoe slalom, particularly as a young soldier. And um, in later years, in 2009, I was actually the British Vets champion in canoe slalom, which, which is an Olympic sport. And I am a coach. And just to mention this as well, because we know each other, not just through sport, but but professionally as well. And uh, it's worth mentioning, you know, you mentioned your coaching there, but also you run uh, a learning and development software business, don't you? So it's kind of in your in your blood to be training and developing somewhere along the line, whether it's professionally or personally. It's something you, you kind of always done. Yeah, it's sort of a profession as well. I'm, I'm a I'm a chartered member of the CIPD, so I, I, I sort of I suppose I'm trained to develop people um, in in professional life. Um, you know, I'm a qualified teacher and vocational assessor, and I've done all of those things. So yeah, I'm, and I think that's what I'm really bringing to the table. I'm not I'm not saying I'm the best coach in the world, but I know how to set up training systems and 
coaching systems and development systems. So, that, so let, let's talk about that then. We talked a little bit about your background in training and coaching uh, briefly. How did you involve with the, with the new federation? Well, I was I was going to do a bit of work with um, the, these guys in um, the, 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 these people in Wales. They were landowners. They wanted um, to build a training site. They wanted it to be a race site. And I was thinking about how we train staff. So I was looking at coaching qualifications and you know how how people could come on their site and act in a safe way. And I, I went on to the World OCR site, looked at that the, they had coaching uh, qualifications. I'd, I'd been through the badges myself with Spartan and UK Athletics. And, you know, I'd, I'd done various coaching things, but I wanted to see what they were doing. And I, I noticed at the time that it said that there was a, a sports federation in development in the UK. I went, oh, wow, because I was aware of OCRA and the history of OCRA, as we're all painfully aware of. Um, so, I, so I, so I went and sought out who was involved, and I, I contacted Owner Avaru, who's the president, and uh, we, and it went from there. Really, we we just started talking and talked about what I'd been planning to do. That fell by the wayside because they did, they didn't get the planning permission, and off the back of that, we then started to talk about what we could do with UKOSF. Nice. So uh, there is an elephant in the room, which I'm keen to ask, which is you know we all, we're all familiar with Okra. Uh, and we'll kind of, well, for those who know CR for a while, we'll know that kind of question burned. And there were lots of unanswered questions at the end of that, you know, end of Okra, shall we say. So is the relationship with the new UK OSF and, and, and the previous Okra legacy, if you like, is there any connection with the two or is this completely new and separate? It's completely new and separate, although there's a lot of lessons to be learned from that. And we've, we've, we are very aware of what went on before prior, prior to UK OSF, and we don't want to certainly make those mistakes. We're we're linked into World OCR, which is the what will become the world governing body when it's a recognised sport. We're linked in with OCR Europe, which is the Continental Federation, and we and we and we will become the National Federation. So obviously, there you mentioned the World OCR. There's OCR. Europe. There's obviously a number of other commissions um, all over Europe and, and other committees. So who, who currently, who else is involved, in, and do you have plans in your commission specifically? Yes, we do. Um, we're talking to World OCR. We're talking to OCR Europe. They they have a certain structure that we've 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 emulated really. We, we've looked at it, we've looked at the commissions and those people in the various commissions and committees, and we've we've not exactly copied it because we I think UK needs something slightly different. So we we we, we do look, we we do um, map into that, and we're speaking at every level to those people. Sure. Has it, has it been well received so far? I mean, obviously, there's been quite a bit of you know coverage on on Facebook and the like, because you know I've seen things. But has it been received positively? I think so in general. I think because of the history with Okra, for example, and I think because people are very protected to their environments and what they've done so far, there is always that. Um, I won't call it negative, but it, but it's certainly, oh, what are you guys going to do about this? And should you guys be? you know, tell, telling us what to do in this particular area. It's not really about that. We want to become a, a recognised sport and you have to put a series of things together in order to go to UK sport and to become recognised. If we're ever going to go to the Olympics with OCR, we have to go through these pathways and tick those boxes. Before we jumped onto this call today, me and James having a chat about it and we're saying, you know, for, for months or longer than that, probably everyone's been going, Oh, we need a governing body. We need a governing body. We need the governing body. And then finally, someone steps forward like yourselves, you know, a group of people and says, you know, we can be, we can do it. One kicks off and says, who are these people? I've never heard of them. We don't want these. People. It's just like, what? You know, you, you wish for it for ages. Finally, someone puts their head above the power. Plate. A few people do. And then uh, it gets shot down. So you have my full support. I mean, it's better to have something rather than nothing. Um, obviously I, I watch it with interest. 
I don't know where it's going to go. And um, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least you've given it a go. We're going to jump to a quick advert break. And when we come back, we're going to find out all about the UK OSF goals going forward. So stay tuned. OCR Disrupt with Nick Day and James Buckley. It might get a little controversial. Yeah, it could get a little ugly. Keep it hella entertaining every single time. You can never hate this. Keep it authentic. Just face it. Obstacle course racing. Yeah, yeah. A community that's bigger every year. Fastest growing mass participation sports in the world. You ain't down with OCR Disrupt. You must be out your mind. Every time they keep it live. Time to tune in and subscribe. Woo! Tell us about the, uh, I guess, the, the planned objectives, timeframes, if you know them. But obviously, number one, your objective is become a recognised sport. What's objective number two if you achieve that? Actually, that's not objective number one. What we need to do um, in 2020, um, really, because at the moment, we're just putting every, every, everything together. We're going out to the community, asking for volunteers to get involved. And the things that we've spoken about at the moment is to consolidate a UK league, for example. So we've been speaking to the guys at Mudstacle on how we might do that moving forward. Okay. And any any developments you can uh, tell us at this stage? Or is it still uh, in discussion? No, in that stage, because we're still in discussion with those guys at the moment, but we think we can get a way forward with that. More significantly is that we're, we think we've got a pathway to have a UK championship for next year. It's, it's likely to be later on. September, September timeframe is, is what we're looking at. We, we've got some people who are interested in working with us. It's a bit too late to go out to a for, into a formal tender process, but so but there's there's things happening out there already that that we've that we've latched you know latched into. And we we can we can put something together for next year. It will become more formalised as as time goes on. Uh, and for example, just to, just as a point, we as we speak, they're bidding. You know, organisations are bidding to host the 2021 European Championships. We're not, we're not mature enough to, to bid for those um, this time, but we're, we're hoping next year we'll, we'll be mature enough to bid for 2022. So all of these things take a little bit of time. Sure. Does that mean that longer ter- long term there'll be an official Team UK and a Team UK kit? Or you know, at the moment, we've also got different people pulling out a team kit, which we all kind of buy online, but it's, it's officially unofficial. Uh, does that mean that these kind of things we pull, pull together and you'll have, will we have official like, Team UK team, like elite team or elite kits and so on? All of those things are on the table and being discussed at the moment. Um, in terms of Team UK kit, we have that in place already. We're not going to change that. We're speaking to the, you all know the guys who are involved in Team UK kit. We're, we're going to work with those guys to, to, to have something for next year and then the year after. How that will evolve, who knows? Obviously, if we do become a, um, a recognised sport, that will become Team GB, as you know. Um, but, but, that, but, but that's for the future. What needs, what needs to be done to make it a recognised sport? It's quite complicated, ultimately. You, you have to, you have to have, coaching frameworks you have to have um, a championship you need to have a league you need to have robust rules you need to have the right um compliance in place we all we're, we're painfully aware of this year and more recently where races have gone by the wayside for different reasons we, we need to be on top of that moving forward in order to give uk sport the um, the confidence that we can that we can move forward. We need to put all of those things in place. That won't happen overnight. It certainly won't happen in year one. But we have to have a plan over two or three years to make sure we tick all of those 
boxes that they that that UK sport would be looking for. So it's a it's a it's, a, it's an evolving thing. So OCR is known at the moment, I guess, as a, a mass participation event. Uh, obviously, a very popular one. It's growing all the time. For those that uh, just enjoy it as a mass participation event, where they you know go with work, they go with friends, they you know they they go as a, as a big team group, and they don't really want it to 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 take it on as a sport, so, so to speak. What are the benefits of it becoming a recognised sport? Well, you know, for people that are unsure about what this means for the future, let's say that you get all those things ticked off, you get the league, you get the coaching qualifications done, and all the other bits and pieces you need to get through, which is going to take some time. What are the benefits? It's to those that already are passionately love OCR. You know what can they what can they look for for the future? Look forward to. I think I think your point applies to every sport. I think in every sport that you know of now, they have elite races, they have competitive races, they have participation races. Um, that's those sports, including your your old sport of triathlon, have have coaching frameworks and they have a, a governing body. They're in the Olympics. They have, they have championships. You have Championships that are not part of Olympics, things like um, um, Ironman, you know. So, so you have you have spin-offs from the sport as well. All of those things are fine, but I think ultimately what you want is a very safe sport. You need to make people need to be um, insured correctly. Races need to be insured correctly. Races need to be safe. The obstacles need to be safe. And if you're going to engage with a coach, you need to know that they've been trained correctly. Whether you whether whether they're coaching you around obstacle technique. Um, running technique, strength in general, just so that you can get yourself over the obstacles, you know, prior to doing the technique. All of those things, all of those things need to be taken into consideration. Health and safety, first aid. What about water? Are, are we putting the right safe working practices in place when you're training people on water? Can they swim? Can the coaches swim? Et cetera, et cetera. So it's a case of just looking at all of those things and making sure that we have a safe sport. And, and again, that I'm sure that UK sport would be looking at that too. And there have there have been, um, you know, very sad to say, that, uh, you know, only recently I, I, there was obviously a fatality of someone taking part in in an OCR uh, day, and we've seen a few you know, major things happen. So, you know, safety is something we should all be uh, be pushing for in a sport. But also on the uh, you mentioned the Olympics there in your. Um, you know, you're talking about the future. That's obviously an aim I know that you've got behind the scenes longer term. I don't know if you've put a year which Olympics you're aiming for, but I know that one of your dreams is to, as part of UK OSF, is to, to, to get OCR into a future Olympics. Is that still the case? It is. And I think that comes at the world OCR level and their, their aspirations. And that will take time because it's not just about the UK getting their, every, everything in order in, from their point of view. All the other countries need to do the same. And and if you look around the different countries just in Europe, because OCR Europe is a continental federation, but there are other continents as well to consider, all of those participating countries need to get their act in order in the same way. So it's a massive task. So it's not going to happen in the near future. Um, I don't think there's much chance, for example, to, to be ready for, for Paris, the Paris Olympics in 2024. There's probably a great chance for us to be ready for 2028 for Los Angeles, which is nine years away. Well, listen, we're running out of time, but it's currently holding a launch meeting, aren't you, on the 10th of September. Uh, so there is an opportunity for people to get involved and to find out more about it. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's happening on the 10th. Um, and I believe also while we're here, you might be able to answer two questions for me, Sean. Um, you're still looking for some people to join. UKOSF as well. I think there was a treasurer and a few other ones that still vacant. So let us know a little bit about the tenth and uh, which roles you're still uh, hoping to to get some uh, volunteers for. 
Yeah, so on the 10th, we're going to we're going to announce what we've organised so far. So we should have more information about the UK Championship for sure. Um, I'm open to, you know, I'll, I'll provide some detail about the coaching framework that we've been working on, how we're going to train our officials and, and the people that will provide safety on courses. Um, we might have more information around the UK League and how that might evolve, but that's still in negotiation. So as much as we get to through over the next couple of weeks, we'll, we'll share that on the 10th of September. Plus also people can put their views forward as well. Um, all of those people can volunteer not only to be leading a commission, but they can be part of the committees. So for, so, for example, in my commission around developing coaches and developing officials, if they want to volunteer, be on the committees, be part of those teams that will put the safe working practices in place, they're very welcome to put the names forward. And yes, we do need a treasurer. So if there's any accountant out there that, that wants to come and work with um, UK OSF, that, that we, it would be great to speak to those guys or girls uh, to come and help us do that. Fantastic. Well, listen, I mean, for those, you know, I'm not familiar with everyone on the UK OSF board, but um, I've known Sean as a good friend of mine, known him for a number of years, a great athlete. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, Sean, if you're involved, uh, you get my vote. And I think anyone that you know is unsure about it at the moment, I know it, if you're involved, Sean, I, I can only think it's it's got, you know, absolutely the right intentions. And I'm sure it'll do all the right things. So credit for you guys for putting your, your, yourself in the ring to, to try and make some progress on, on a sport we all love. So I hope it all works out. And yeah, all the best. And I'll, we'll look forward here. OCR disrupts about seeing how UK OSF moves forward. Thanks, Nick. Thanks very much. Pleasure, buddy. I'll speak to you soon. Cheers, then. Bye-bye. the OCR Disrupt podcast. If you want to join the conversation, check out the OCR Disrupt Facebook group and get involved in the debate. Until next time. Bye.